0: Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are at, our dear listeners. I am David Vidal. This is my beautiful bride to my left, Tanya Vidal. Go ahead and say hello. Hey,
1: everybody. How you doing?
0: We are talking about the message that was released this Sunday. Wow! Powerful message. Really, really received well, I think, by the congregation. I think everybody was super into it, which is always fun when people come hungry. But the, the message was called Grab, Trust, Move. It was released on July 31st. And uh, the links are going to be available in all the descriptions. So we're basically going to have some conversations about that message over the next few days here. Keep people tied in and just go a little bit deeper into the word of God and what he gave you to release to his people.
1: Well, amen. Let's go.
0: You know, God told us to go into all the world. And you talked about that this Sunday. It was awesome. And you started the message by uh, talking about a book that you read called Miracle on Voodoo Mountain by uh, Megan Boudreaux. Did I say that right?
1: I think so. And it was so good. Was it? So good.
0: Man, and you devour books. You read. You read books so fast. I love to read. I'm like amazed that you can retain <laughs> what you read because you read so quickly. I'm like, how she get? Because when I read a book, I get like, I got to go chapter and then I read it again. And then like a third time, and then like, okay, I think I got it.
1: I'm definitely reading that one again. There's so many good nuggets in it.
0: It was so good. And, and one of the takeaways, I mean, obviously you didn't preach about the book, but one of the, the great takeaways from that book was uh, Megan's willingness to just go where the Lord was leading her without making a lot of preparation. And, and to me, that's what made the story so special is because even, even though sometimes people are obedient and kudos to them for being obedient, they make a lot of plans. Like, I got to get everything in order. I got to get my affairs in order. I got to make sure that everything's... She, like, kind of just went,
1: she right? It's exactly what she <laughs> did. She just left. She heard God say go, and so she sold everything she had, and she went. She And she didn't just go down the street. Like, she sw- she switched. She left America. She went to Haiti, and it's just an amazing, amazing Account of her life.
0: Wow. I'm, I'm going to put a link to that book in there um, as well in case some of our listeners want to read the book. So, obviously, it comes with a strong recommendation from, from <laughs> Pastor Tanya. So, um, I wanted to ask you just a little bit more. If we could just dive a little bit deeper um, into your heart and what, what God was saying to you um, as you released this message, how do I respond when God says go?
1: That was a question I had to ask myself in, in reading this book was how do I respond? How do I respond? when God says go, am I willing to sell everything and just move? And of course we say, you know, the answer is yes. Oh yeah. Lord, tell me to go and I'll, and I'll go. But when you honestly think about it, we need to know, we're like, okay, Lord, you know, yes, you gave me where, where to go. So I'll go there. Let me take two years to, to learn the language and let me, let me read all about this place and let me learn everything. And, and it becomes about the the study of the where to go instead of just getting up, getting off your seat, and going.
0: Right, because that part's actually kind of scary if you think about it, because God says go, and let's say you're willing. You're a willing person. You're like, okay, I'm going to go. God says to go. And then immediately the next thing that enters your mind is how. How am I going to go? God said to go, so um, do I need to collect some finances? Do I need to sell some things? There, there's that real scary part.
1: Right, well, we we answer God's command, go. With a question, how, when, we wait for his his leading to go. Like he's given you the command, go, just go. That's it.
0: And I can imagine that what you just said is terrifying for a planner. You know, some, <laughs> peop- some people love to fly by the seat of their pants. And some people like to plan out things like meticulously, have every I dotted, every T crossed probably, you probably just gave them, we should have had a little trigger warning (laughs) before you said that.
1: That might be something that God needs to clean out of you when it comes to your relationship with him. Like I need all the answers. I need to have all the I's dotted and, and T's crossed, but really if you have all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed, where 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 does faith come yeah, where's in?
0: Where's your faith?
1: Where does yeah. faith to move to the next point come in? Because you have all the answers. God said go. He didn't tell you what to do. He just said go. You'll get that answer as you come.
0: But we love to have that answer before we go, don't we?
1: Oh, my goodness. It, it, it's, it's settling to us to, to say, oh, God said, go, so I I need to know why, because I need to have this goal as to what I'm doing. God didn't say, go, here, here's the goal, and here's the, he doesn't give you the big picture all the time.
0: Right. And you said um, it's settling to us. Isn't it interesting that although it's settling to us, it actually robs us of the opportunity to have like an amazing adventure with the Lord and make life very exciting.
1: Well, exactly. And because why is it settling to us? That's something to think about. Why is it settling to me? Because I have control. Now, if I have control, who doesn't? God. He's not going to share that throne. He gets all the glory.
0: You know, I was thinking the other day, I've been very, very fortunate. I've been overseas. I've been to several different Countries on a couple different continents, and um, I've seen lots of lots and lots of miracles. Uh, we were we were part of a mission based church before we uh, planted here in in Casper, and we had uh, a yearly missionary conference. You probably remember very well. Mm-hmm. And we hosted our home uh, to missionaries whenever they would come. We we uh, we loved having missionaries in our house. The blessing of having a missionary in your home is is unbelievable. It is beautiful. Yeah, and they would tell us like all these stories that they couldn't. Tell, not because they were bad, but didn't have the time. Right. They couldn't tell these stories like at the missions conference. And we got to hear all these amazing stories about miracles that were happening. And I mean, multiplication of food and, and creative miracles, limbs growing out where there were no limbs. And some of these guys had pictures. I got to see some of this stuff. I know you got to see some of this stuff. How could you forget? <laughs> you know, when we were in Costa Rica, uh, we saw a guy who was deaf his whole life. He was probably in his 50s. Uh, got, his, got his hearing back. Right. Um, amazing.
1: That it's a beautiful. It y- was absolutely amazing, mind-blowing.
0: God's miracle-working power alive today, in this very day, in our, in our very age. And now you and I have seen lots and lots of really cool miracles right here in, in America, right. right in the States. And one of the reasons is that I think we purpose to go out and, and see God move, because we know that God is still alive that he's still moving among his people. He's still working in his people today. But I think a lot of Christians, especially here in America, don't really feel like God's moving a whole lot. Like they don't see a lot of the miraculous happening. So why don't we experience God in America like they do overseas?
1: Well, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think it's because we try to stay one step ahead, where when God says go, we ask those questions. We ask the how do I do this, Lord? The, what's next? And when? And, and we, we come at God with all these questions instead of, of just going, because we feel like we need the answers before we go. We need to have the big picture before we answer that command of God. And I think if we would just go, God would cover the next step that um, we don't need to see what the next step is. We need God.
0: And on Sunday, I think you said something to the effect of we try to stay one step ahead of God. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think it means that when, when we try, what does that look like when we're trying to stay one step ahead of God? And what kind of things can we do practically, to remain in step with God on on a daily basis.
1: I'll, I'll hit this backwards. So to remain in step with God, I think really it's just listening, praying, talking to him, keeping that relationship open, maintaining that relationship, and then shutting your mouth for a little while and just opening your ears. And listening, listening to what he says, listening to what he directs, and then following that command right as he gives it.
0: I'm just laughing because I remember this old prophet that came to our our church in Boulder when we were there, and his whole message was, you have two ears and one mouth. And so you should be doing twice as much listening as you do speaking. Yeah. And we usually don't, right? We usually do like four times as much speaking as we as we do listening.
1: Right. We're we so full of, of words and, and thoughts. And it is important, like get them out. God wants to hear them, but then stop and listen to how he responds. A lot of times we just talk and talk and talk and talk. And I don't know if you've ever talked with like, you know, a three-year-old they talk and talk and talk and talk and they don't take a breath in. They just talk and talk and talk and talk and they do a little and then they keep going with whatever their next story is. We do that to God. Yeah. We do that to God a lot where we'll just talk, but then we won't wait for his response. We, we kind of have our idea of what we would like, but we don't wait for his response. We just kind of go, oh, I have this idea. Oh, that that must be God when it might not be God. But you didn't stop and listen to his response. You just kind of held what you wanted.
0: Wouldn't it be an interesting practice just for like a week or two weeks? If you like timed yourself when you prayed, like you went like wherever it is you go to pray, maybe a prayer closet or, you know, maybe pray in the shower and you just timed yourself. So let's say you prayed for five minutes and then the discipline was, okay. so I'm going to times that by two. So now for 10 minutes, I'm going to sit down quietly and not say a word and just listen.
1: That would be. Fantastic. And I would add to that, pray and be silent as in don't start turning on your worship music and singing along Mm -hmm. and start giving all that. Stop what you're doing. Stop everything and be silent and let the Lord speak.
0: So in your message, grab, trust, move. You said, I'm going to quote you here. It's not that God stopped doing miracles. It's that we stopped trusting him for them. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> why do you think it's so difficult for Christians to trust God for the miraculous?
1: Because we, we need to know, we need to have answers. we have this need in us, it seems to say, "Why God, how God, to, to have the how to have your next step and then move on whatever that that next step is, instead of saying, "Yes, Lord, doing what that one thing, whatever it is that the Lord called you to do, doing that and waiting for his voice for that next step. We need to see all the steps before they happen. And if you're not putting yourself in position to trust God, then how are you going to see these miracles happen? When we have all the answers, that doesn't require faith from us. That doesn't require us to trust God for our next move, to say, Lord, I'm here. I'm standing exactly where you called me, and I'll wait here until you tell me where to move next.
0: It's really interesting because the way you describe it, it just sounds so simple and almost so simple that somebody might stumble over its simplicity. God said to do this one little thing, right? so don't try to figure everything out.
1: Don't try to eat the whole elephant, you know, as the saying goes. It's just the one thing. And that may be where God stops you for a time, you know, or forever. Who knows? But it's about the obedience. It's about going where God called you when he called you and having no other answers. You don't need them. All you need is his word. That's what Noah did, right? He built an ark. It had never rained. He was being called to build a boat to float on water that they've never seen happen. He had a word from God that took faith.
0: Yeah, he's my hero. He's my faith <laughs> hero in the Bible. I know Abraham gets accredited as the, the father of faith. And I I was, you know, kind of frustrated when I read through the scripture. I'm like, shouldn't Noah get that award? I mean, <laughs> his stand in faith was unbelievable, if, if you think about it, like just a ama- this amazing man of God, who at one point, word from the Lord, then we don't have any indication, biblically, that he got any kind of encouragement, any kind of prophet that came along and said, hey, good job, Noah, you're doing the right thing. Matter of fact, I think we get the opposite impression that the people in his day were, were laughing at him and persecuting him and those kinds of things for for his stand on this one simple word that the Lord gave him.
1: And how how much is the Lord asking of us to say, hey, I've already established this. I've already set this up. I've already done all the legwork. You go. How how much faith does that require, really? I mean, think about it. When God says go, if he calls you somewhere, you just go. Just get up and move.
0: And that's where you're going to see the miraculous. That's
1: where you're setting yourself up to see the Lord move. It's not about the you move or the how you moved and how you did it, take yourself out of the equation and let God do what God does and just be his instrument.
0: You said if we can wrap our mind around it, it's not a miracle. Right. Can you explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah. If, if you can wrap your mind around it, if you could figure out all the intricacies of the miraculous, if, if you can understand how it's done, if you can follow the step by step by step and say, "Oh, there's my miracle, then it's not a miracle because you could do it. And only God does miracles.
0: The message was Grab Trust Move, released on July 31st. It's now available on YouTube. Of course, we'll have the link below. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Tower, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey.